everyone. How are we doing? Hello. Hola. I'm still here. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I don't know if anyone's seen the news, but, you know. I'm <laughs> yeah. Pretend- Dan, do you know about this? No. Oh, oh tell oh, Dan what's been it. going on. There's been a bomb found in my house. An old, really? Yeah, an old World <laughs> War Two unexploded bomb. Um, oh, nice. And uh, I got... Oh, the police knocked at the door yesterday. Apparently, I am within a certain zone of which I need to evacuate. Um, so I did evacuate for a while yesterday. I took my cats in the cat carriers. My partner had to come home from work. Problem was, the only places we could go all had dogs in the family, so the cats were absolutely petrified. Yeah. And watching the like live feed of the news coming through, they weren't actually making any progress on blowing up the bomb, which is what they're yeah, going to try yeah. and do. Yeah, bomb disposal unit. Yeah. Um, so they found a bomb on Tuesday. Um, obviously, I had yesterday off because yesterday was my birthday. Um, nice. And I had to evacuate on my birthday, which is quality. But they haven't made any progress on, on the bomb. So I've come back home because the cats are actually, like, basically beside themselves mm. uh, near dogs. Um and apparently the latest news is they can't blow up the bomb yet because they've apparently found some gas pipes nearby that may be affected by the blast. Um, yeah, yeah, no, no, that would be not great at all. Uh, no. Compound the problem, really. Um, yeah. So, so, yeah, they're just kind of figuring out what they can do. I think what they've done before finding the pipes is they've just put, like, I think it's 400 tonnes of sand in like blocks over right. the top of it and around it to kind of when they blow it up um dampen the effect of the of the bomb but now they're in the stage where they're like well it's probably not best for us to continue blowing this up considering there might be gas pipes involved so <laughs> i don't know what they're gonna do uh they can't i don't think they'll be able to move it it's quite big there's actually surprisingly a lot more world war Two bombs around than you would think. And my yeah. mate used to work for RRC Bomb Disposal Unit. And, oh, okay. Um, he, yeah, he was like, they get called out to, to so many. Um, and obviously they don't know whether they're actually live or because there's a load of dud ones as well, but obviously mm. you, you don't know which ones are which. No. Um, so yeah, there's, that's interesting that it's by a gas pipe. That's, yeah, it's also, been found they're building a new bridge near near me so they're built this has been found near the work site of where the new bridge is being built so it must have just been there there dormant for all these years oh yeah they've been there for, yeah there, there's, there's there's a lot of them about they mm. do find them um, it's strange though like i i don't know maybe they did look and they just didn't find it but you would have thought with something this i know heavy construction you know, this is a big job. You would have thought there would have been like extensive search for anything like that nearby. Um, mm. But maybe I'm just playing devil's advocate. Maybe there's something you just you perhaps not think about, or you did look and you didn't find it. I don't know. But yeah, it's it's there. It's um, it's got a lot of attention at the moment, and uh, I'm apparently within the radius of like they've got two exclusion zones. They've got a 200 meter exclusion zone where you have to leave. Right. Um, and a 400 meter one where you are advised to leave. I'm in the 400 meter. Um, oh, so it is quite close. Yeah. But I, 
I don't think I'm in the 400 meter cordon. I think I'm further away. But you know, the police yeah. knocked at the door and said I am. So yes, yeah, I'm not going to stand there and argue with them. But I'm home at the moment, just watching the live feed, seeing what's going on. But there's no progress yet. Just watching a blast slowly come towards my yeah. window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was I, I put a video out yesterday just explaining what was going on, and there was a few people who commented saying, "Oh, you know, will we be able to hear the blast if it does go off during the podcast?" And I was like, "Oh." Technically, probably yes, because I have got a window next to me. But at the same time, like, I, I don't want you to be able to hear the blast. I really don't want it to go off during when I'm doing the podcast. But it would be kind of cool, I suppose. But I mean, it was bang views. For yeah. Sure. Just yeah. the glass just imploding, like exploding into my face. <laughs> <laughs> a great, absolute top Scarred forever. Oh, that would dear. actually probably make for a good podcast episode because I know because my dad works in construction and apparently some of the shit that they dig up when they're just like prepping the land or whatever to build like bodies and all sorts of stuff. Oh really? Yeah. yeah. So uh, probably be quite cool. Mm. Even just a segment just to talk about like some of the things that people have dug up. Yeah. 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 That that would be good. Good. Just to, yeah. uh, I've it's been a bit nerve wracking because obviously I've had to worry about evacuating and making sure everything's set up and ready to go for this and worrying about the cats and that but you know it's been it's been an experience and yesterday was my birthday so it was a weird birthday yeah but yeah i'll tell you what though just a segue <laughs> say what's got me through right cbd gummies <laughs> <laughs> that's Get a segue off, right New home. Thanks for sponsoring the podcast. You have actually, Jeez. you've helped me a lot yesterday. Trust me, I've, I've had more than recommended dose of uh, <laughs> gummies yesterday. <laughs> Trust me, I probably had about five of them. But yeah, if you need anything CBD related or int- interested, make sure you hit the website up. Uh, sh- shows you all the sort of stuff you can expect to get. Also, if you look at the bottom of the screen, you got a twenty percent off code. Use Atma twenty to get twenty percent off at www.newhemp.co.uk. If you're listening as well, it's Atma20. You can get 20% off. So, yeah, you've got the oils, gummies. I am a big fan of the gummies. Oil, I've got a family member who likes the oil. Um, you can get balm. There's loads of stuff. You even get hemp flour if you're really into that. But yeah, show them some support. Show them some love because, you know, they're supporting the podcast and they've got good products. I, I can attest to that. They've got great reviews. Just go, go over there, check them out, and use Atma20 to get 20% off. I'll leave the banner at the bottom of the screen, just so people, latecomers, can see that. But yeah, if you enter any CBD products in the market, check them out. Lovely stuff. Now, this episode was going to be, well, it is on jobs, <laughs> and uh, it is going to he- be heavily reliant on Dan, basically. Uh and maybe a little bit from Jordan. Uh, I've put in the thumbnail uh, what may allude to what Jordan might talk about. But oh no, no it's, <laughs> uh, it's it's not. It's just it's just the Garner moped with uh, oh, blank right, his okay. eyes out. Yeah, you know what I mean. But yeah, nice. so we're going to talk about some jobs. Talk about our experiences yeah. in the jobs, and uh, yeah, go from there. So you want me to just kick off with that story? I think it's probably best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kick off that. Okay, okay. I don't know how. Um, don't do this, obviously. That's a good, yeah, um, good start. It's nothing crazy. Well, 
It involves drugs, but it's nothing. Is it? Uh, it involves the herb, and uh, not a massive, not a massive amount of it either. But um, basically, when I was seventeen, well, when I was sixteen, I got a moped. In fact, it must have been when I was sixteen because the reason I even went was because I was the only person with a mode of transport because everyone else didn't bother getting ped, so they just got cars at 17. So right. 16, I've got a moped. I'm very mobile, right? Nice. And someone that I know, that I'm not going to detail, even though it really doesn't matter, um, is like, well, I have contacted, this is the person that I know, I've contacted a distributor of cannabis. And... Um, basically will you go pick it up and so i was like yeah sure so this is the night that i became a drugs mule right for a very <laughs> minimal amount i'm talking like 20 quid but anyway it's just funny in it yeah. but it's not about the it's not about the journey there it's about the journey back but anyway so i put on my moped jacket at 16 years old which was all like obviously padded out so i looked a bit buff right i looked intimidating <laughs> nice but i have to admit at 16 years old i was shitting myself yeah <laughs> so i go over from the lovely land of bradwell over one of the bridges that is well it's obviously the bridge that lozzie was alluding to is the new one one of the other bridges into the heart of great yarmouth which at night it was at night is a terrifying thing in of, it, of itself. However, this time, this guy wanted to meet me outside of a church in Great Yarmouth. It's like towards, wow. it's like as if you're going to the marina center, Loz. It's like a church like over that way, over right, the okay. back. You go all the yeah, way yeah. down the quay, like yeah. that way. Outside of a church, so it's all like creepy anyway. It's pitch black. Right. A few dodgy lamp lamp posts in the heart of a very nasty part of Yarmouth. And uh, this lad who looks about fucking 12, right? Just comes out of nowhere. He's like, are you the guy? I was like, I'm the guy. Are you the guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then there was like, right, is he going to rob me? Am I going to rob him? Or are we just going to have a nice time here? <laughs> and then, anyway, and then, so anyway, we, 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 you know, I gave him like 10, 20 quid. I can't even fucking remember. And he gave me a, a, a little bag of marijuana. Don't do this, kids, obviously. Um, and so I put it in my moped and I began going back. Now, I forgot to mention, on the way over to Yarmouth, I saw a weird amount of police op- police cars and police officers. So I was already right. like, oh, my God. Like in, the, in my head, I just picked up like four kilos of cocaine. Okay. <laughs> and, and, so, and so anyway, I'm driving back and my moped... Uh, the fuel gauge never worked, oh, never worked. No. So I never knew how much fuel I had. And with about, I don't know, three miles, two and a half miles to go, my moped ran out of, of petrol, right? Uh, so yeah. I'm seeing police everywhere. Something's going down. I have drugs in my moped and I'm pushing it. Now, if you've ever pushed a moped before yeah. that isn't on, I don't know if it has some sort of deadlock, but it's like pushing a weighted bike whilst you're holding the brakes intentionally. It's awful. So I'm pushing this moped as hard as I can along the pavement, looking obviously sus, because if a police officer, you know, <laughs> is like, oh, are you all right? What's going on here? 
So anyway, so I'm livid, right? I'm absolutely livid. It's not even, this stuff isn't even for me because I'd never really into that sort of stuff anyway. Pushing it along, doing someone a favor, right? And I've got absolutely done it. I've got to push this moped about two and a half, three miles through Yarmouth at night. And I'm just pushing it, pushing it, pushing it, fucking swearing all sorts. And my mobile phone falls out of my pocket and goes under the back wheel and I run over my own fucking phone and it's fucked. It's done. So I'm like, and I'm just like looking up at the sky. I'm not even religious. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. I'm not meant to be for this life. All right. I won't do this again. I'm sorry. Can you not break my fucking phone, please? Yeah. Anyway, but I mean, so the other thing is, the communication is now gone, right? Yeah. And obviously the person knows what I've gone to do. And um, <laughs> basically thinks that something has happened to me because obviously the communication is now dead and I should have been back about an hour and a half ago. And then I rock up about two hours later, livid, sweating, phone broken. Yeah. And uh, just in an unbelievable fit of rage. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so that was the, the, that was the day that I really, truly realized that the, the drug life was not <laughs> yeah. me. Yeah. And to be honest, I think not that, not that it would have, I'm sure I wouldn't have become like, have you seen that Tom Cruise film where he's like a double oh, agent? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not saying yeah, that, yeah. I'm that, but you never know where it would have ended up. So yeah, the fact that that happened, I feel like was, was, you know, karma or or you know or like just being like this in for you mate don't bother with this shite yeah so yeah that was the night i became a drugs mule wow i mean yeah. imagine that like just before deliveroo you could have set up ganjaroo <laughs> there you yeah, go that's it. but that's huge that's it uh, it was a sign though honestly having when the phone goes underneath the wheel and oh, you're just rolling yeah. it over the thing it. is the phone, so the phone fell out of my pocket onto the ground and then I fucking, because I didn't realize straight away, I pushed the fucking bike over the phone. Oh, oh slow death. Yes, yeah, so I was like, oh, you knob. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I don't, don't recommend it at all. It's karma. Don't do it. Yeah. And Did that I ever tell you about my, um, my moped store in Australia? I don't, I don't think I've remembered. I don't think so. so no. um, I was in Perth and. I was looking for a job, but I needed a mode of transport. I didn't have much money, I'm running thing. Yeah. Um, but I had enough. I kind of started looking up for mopeds and I had enough for a moped. Um, so there's a couple of jobs that on the outskirts that I thought if I can get to there, I can actually, you know, I can go and work, like doing moving furniture and stuff, different different jobs. So this I had a look and there's a really cheap one, but it was like 45 minutes away. It was uh it was a journey so I've, i think i messaged them or, or phoned them and they, and they said yeah it's fine still got it arranged to go and pick it up um so i think i think rachel drove me can't really remember but anyway we got there give them the cash got the moped but i'd never driven a moped ever in my life oh, so fuck. got on it had a little burn round. i was like yeah this is like fairly fairly easy I'll, yeah but obviously i can drive so i've driven like all around Australia, 
So I just start taking my moped the way I would drive back. Um, but I didn't realise that you can't go on the the motorway with a moped. Yeah, you right. can't do it but, here either. So I just drove. You went on a motor. On on what motorway. was it? What CC was it? Uh, like week 56. Like 50 CC, yeah. Oh my fucking I'm on the, God. I'm on the, on the motorway with oh. my little moped. Um, I didn't even think. I just literally got on it. I thought, I've got to get it back. And then, obviously, once I was on it, I was like thinking, yeah, I don't think I'm supposed to be on it. But I'm on it. What can I do? <laughs> yeah. I can't, yeah. I've just got to keep going. I thought I'd just keep keep going. Um, it wasn't that long on it. It was about 15, 20 minutes. But in Australia, obviously, on their motorways, I don't know if it's called motorway or interstate or whatever it's called out there, but they have these, they're called um, like Arctic trains. Oh, right. They're, they're oh, like big Arctics. Yeah. They go like cross country and they have like two and three, uh, I think even sometimes four extended carriages like oh, on the back word. and they just tank through. And like, yeah. obviously, they don't stop. They're just like yeah. absolute trains and um a couple of those went by me uh, and i was kind of like going along the line between the hard shoulder and the right and the roads not really yeah obviously i wasn't gonna just sit in the middle because i was <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just on that line really all the way there so so they were they were in that lane kind of over and just everyone was flashing me and beeping me yeah it was awful um and it, it oh seemed to God. take forever um, but eventually I, I got it off yeah. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Hell. And then a, a couple of nights later, so I parked it and I was, I was using it to commute to work. And I woke up one morning. And I went down from the backpackers to, to get my bike and go to it, and it was gone. I was oh, like, what? Someone nicked it. I was like, I can't believe it. I was like, oh, someone's like nicked it. I was like, hey, they nicked it because it obviously locked. Yeah. Um, and then I kind of waited around for about five or 10 minutes just trying to contemplate what I was going to do. And then I, just, I thought I'd have a little wander around and just see, so I walked down and then some other backpackers or some drunkards must have like found it. And then a couple of them must have carried it. No. It's still locked when I got in there. So they moved it about two, 300 metres down the bottom of this hill and just thrown it into this. Oh, <laughs> May, I can relate to that. I'll tell you yeah, in a second. It. Uh, and it worked. Oh, oh you found it and it worked. Yeah, yeah, it still works. Yeah, they just must have been like messing about, just picked it up. Um, yeah. Probably, oh. Yeah, probably didn't like that, Packers. Yeah. Fucking hell, dude, you just reminded me of mine. There's the same one that conked out on me. Um, so, Lozzie knows, like, where my mum, obviously, where I grew up, where my mum's house is, is that you can park around the side. So it's kind of like out of, so it's a lovely estate anyway. Never had any issues on the estate, but you can park around the side, right? <clears throat> um, of the house. So you can't, it can't even be seen from like the road that isn't even a main road, is it? But anyway, and it's all, lo- it's, it's, um, it's all on the side in that. And um, one day it's gone. And I just think, what the fuck is going on there? Fucking livid. Like my moped's been robbed somehow. Like this has to have been targeted. Like because of the location within the estate. Like this road is like you come off the main road onto a road, turn right, turn right again, turn left within an estate, and then go around the side of a house. And that's where it is. So it's like, there's no way you've just fucking driven past this. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there is a house opposite. Um, 
we're overlooking this bit of the car park, right? And basically the guy there, um, his son, who was 12 at the time, was acting all like kind of shady. And anyway, he managed to get it out of him that basically this little prick, right? And his mates, 12, 13 years old, decided to steal my moped, take it across like fucking out they so they broke the lock on it they knew how to like fucking because oh, they're not they the steering wheel locks are pretty yeah, shy yeah yeah um no they just wheeled it away in the dead of the night and then they just fucking just smashed the fuck out of it and just broke it right so anyway i have a confession there from this kid so i call the police and i'm like these little pricks have fucking stolen my moped and done this right Anyway, do all this is where this is where my faith in the police just fucking went to shit, right? So we've got this kid who has said that this is what has happened. And it's the only fucking logical thing as well, because like I say, no one could have fucking known where that moped was. And through his words, we went and fucking found it because he said where they fucking dumped it. Anyway, police are like, yeah, so we interviewed a kid and um he said that he's too scared to stand up in court against his friends. So therefore we have no evidence. Therefore we're going to have to drop the case. And I was fucking pissed off. Lozzy, I actually remember we were at, we were at um, Fritton. It was a band practice day. And I went yeah. into the fucking house to have this conversation with fucking PC dickwad. Right. And I was like, are you actually fucking joking? You have a confession from the fucking kid. You found where the fucking bike was, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, no, because they're minors. They'll just get off anyway. I was like, I don't give a yeah. fuck. Like, it's a, it's the fucking principle. And up to that point, I actually wanted to be a police officer. And that, plus the fact that uh, a girlfriend that I had around the time, her dad was a police officer, and he was the biggest bellend I've ever met in my life. Oh, Those two factors, I didn't want to be a policeman anymore. So I was like, these guys are actually fucking useless. <laughs> like, you had the evidence, you had the fucking perpetrators, you had a witness statement from one of the perpetrators, and somehow that was thrown out. I was like, oh, my word. Like... Fucking hell, if I go and shoot someone in the street and then be like, oh, that no, weren't me. Like, am I going to get like, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? I was yeah, livid. They can't be asked. They couldn't be asked. It's just like, oh, my fucking God. Anyway, fast forward, and I swear on my life, this was not me. Fast <laughs> forward six years. This kid is 18, right? He had a quad bike, and it was fucking stolen. Karma. <laughs> Karma. And instantly, they're like, was that you? It's like, no, it was not. But I'm fucking happy that it happened, you little prick. I mean, uh, to wait six years. Six, six years. I'm going to wait till <laughs> you get something. Oh, you've got a quad. Yeah. But yeah, no, I couldn't believe it, mate. I was like, you, you had everything tied up in a neat little fucking bow. And I'm not being funny, like, oh, he won't go to court. What, you're telling me you can't pressure a 12-year-old to go and fucking stand up? You know what I mean? Like, just be like, if you don't, Perverting the course of justice, you're going to prison for a long time. Obviously, it's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. And then they'll just be in there like, yeah, it was them and me. But, you know, prick. Anyway, that was my moped. Got stolen. That's it. By kids. That's the yeah, worst. Yeah, I mean, but man. when I was on the other way, there's this uh, young lad. And he was, he was about 13, I think, 12 or 13. Um, and he'd, he'd nicked this boat. And it had a load of stuff on it. And they'd been out on the boat collecting stuff from other boats. 
Oh my um, god! It was it was one of those kids. He was a, a rogue, like a, a, a wronger. Yeah. You know, like in the tank or whatever. I mean, he was just um, he was like, "Yeah, do you want to come out on the boat?" Like, yeah. Laugh. So we all went out on the boat. Um, and I, the, the, they were like, oh, "Let's go to some other boats." And I was like, "I don't, I don't want to do that." But oh, what if you do get something? I'll have a life jacket because <laughs> we're like drifting out. It's all right with a life jacket. So yeah, he went on these boats. So they, they got loads of random stuff off these because obviously you get on a boat and it's not locked. Yeah, uh, yeah. I guess some of them are, but most of them weren't. Um, and they were just grabbing like random, random stuff. But anyway, I got my life jacket and. and I was having, we were slowly drifting off. It was only a small little um, boat, but then someone must have saw us dotting a boat to the other boats, seeing him jump off and, and get on it. And yeah, the they sent the police boat out, and the police boat come out, and it and it found us. And it was so funny. I just remember we were all in the boat, and obviously this police boat's coming, and they yeah. shine the light on you, oh, no. and we all hid. <laughs> <laughs> oh. We all got down and trying to hide on the boat. It's like, where are you going to go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the boat is literally you can't do anything. Um, but yeah, they they uh, obviously we all got put on the boat, got arrested. They towed the boat in. Um, oh. But when, when we got back to the police station, something we, we were fifteen, so we were under caution. But he just was totally let off. Um, and he'd done loads really? of other stuff before. Yeah, they, they were just they couldn't touch him. Fucking, I'll tell you what, mate. Fucking example. 12, 13 year olds, they're bastards. Yeah, if you are 12, 13, this is your chance. Yeah, if you want to fucking <laughs> break the law, go mental. Go <laughs> rob someone's ped, because I can tell you now, <laughs> if you just go, no, it weren't me, even though there's heaps of evidence on you, you'll get away with it. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I guess, well, I guess these proper gangs and stuff, I guess they, they target some of these young kids to do stuff because they yeah. know. Yeah. Do you know, I know, like smuggling drugs, or whatever. They know that yeah. they're not going to get done. They just mm. get a detention sentence or something. Yeah. Yeah. God's fuming. I, I can I can actually remember how fuming you were, like almost frothing at the mouth when you were speaking yeah. about it. Um, well, I think, but that was such a bit. There, there, you got to think though. A, my moped was stolen. B, yeah. it was by children. So you can't even be like, "Oh, it's another sixteen-year-old. Let's go have a scrap." Not yeah. that you, yeah. not that you resolve things with violence. But I'm just saying that was even that was taken away from me. And then, at 16 years old, believing that the justice system is a fucking thing, that yeah. is then stripped away. It's like fucking hell. You know, that was a big moment. Yeah. That was a big moment. I just fucking, fucking useless bastards. <laughs> Tell you, it's pretty par for the course there, from my experience of the police, um, especially around here. It's just a, if if it involves anything this like they definitely cannot prove one hundred percent with ease. They're like, oh, I'm not fussed. Can't be asked about it. Um yeah. Defund the Norfolk police. Joking. Yeah, no, I wanted to be a police officer. I wanted to actually you guys were doing a jobs one, that's quite interesting. When when I as a kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Oh wow! Okay. Remember wanting to be an archaeologist. Then I wanted to be a police officer. Then I wanted to be what I am now, I suppose. Yeah, but yeah, I wanted to be a police officer for for from like thirteen to like sixteen. I wanted to be a police officer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, thankfully, didn't happen because all I'd be doing is going around fucking letting people down. <laughs> I don't what know. Did you- 
as a kid. As a kid. I think I had any... I don't ever remember thinking I want to be anything specific. Like, as a young kid. Um, I used to like art. Yeah. But I never thought... My granddad was, like, a, a painter in cool. Holland. Um, nice. Which I thought was quite cool. Mm. Um but yeah, I never really, I never, I can't ever remember thinking, oh, I want to be this, this, or this. I just didn't really think about it, I don't think. Which, no disrespect, Dan, is probably why you went on to have about 140 so jobs. This is true, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I met at 17, so I once I got the army in my head, that was, yeah. that was kind of like a good path for, for me. But I never, growing up, I never was like, oh, I, I, I want to, you know, yeah, I want to join the army. It was just kind of a thought popped into my head, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that'll be cool." Um, and then the reason I chose, I went to like the careers advisor, and uh, initially because he was infantry, and I like did all right my grades and stuff, and I I did the test, and he was like, "You can kind of join anything you want to join, really, within reason. Like you've passed all the wild test, and so you can kind of pick." Um, and I was like, well, I just want to travel to loads of countries. I don't really care what I do. And he was like, oh, well, I'm a princess of Wales Royal Regiment. He's like, I've traveled, I've done 19 countries. I've been everywhere. And I was like, that sounds really cool. Um, but I didn't realize this at the time. I found it after that at that time, I don't think it's the same anymore, but at that point in time, if they signed you up to their regiment, they get kicked back. Ah, oh, all right. Bonus. So that yeah. is to get you to sign up um so I, yeah. I wasn't fit for the infantry at all really um so i signed up to that did my training and then i was i was due to go down to a like a three-day induction um and i was on holiday we went to bogner regis and uh and i didn't make it i didn't make the thing um i think we stayed an extra night or something and i, I remember my dad being livid and I got back and I was like, oh, I'm not sure I want to join that anymore. And he was like, well, what are you going to do? So I wasn't doing anything. I was just mincing about. Yeah. Uh, and then, so I waited like a month or two and then I, and then I, kind of, I wasn't doing anything. So I got, I was like, you know, bored, like a bit down. Yeah. So I went back to the cruise office and said, look, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have done that. Um, can I re-sign up? But I'd like to do something different. And now he was actually sound. He was like, yeah, fair play. And then we went through and then there was a brochure. Of, it was like, um, a mechanic working on a tank in Cyprus, and he was like, "Oh, that's oh, really cool." And I was like, "Can I get to Cyprus?" He's like, "Yeah, probably." And I was like, "Cool." <laughs> so yeah, in my head, I was like, "Yeah, I'll probably be off to Cyprus." I went. Did to you Cyprus. ever go to Cyprus? I did actually go to Cyprus on the diving nice. club, um, but yeah, I never, um, I never worked over there. And that's all. I, when, when I joined, that's all I wanted to do was like anything that come up to travel, I would just sign yeah. up and travel. But I just, yeah, I'd always like miss out. Um, I, I was like booked into the Falklands, which I was like well excited for. Um, where else? Canada, which my friend ended up going instead of me because um, he had more leaves than I did or something. Yeah, there's always like little nuances that. That's, that stopped me going to um, the different places. Mm. So I, I travelled all around the UK and I did loads of um, adventure training and I went to Cyprus for two weeks doing the diving course. But apart from that, I didn't really 
think they go anywhere with the army. Um, well, and then obviously I did contract work with the American army and I went loads of places. Yeah. So that's really interesting because, like, to me, like, I would never ever put those two together. Like, I would literally just think, oh, if you join the army, you have to go where the war zone is. Yeah, yeah even that at the time didn't. You know, I was just I was young. I had a girlfriend, kind of at the time, um, but then then went then for a bit. I didn't. Um, so yeah, I didn't care. I was just like, I just wanted to like try. I just wanted something new. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I would have gone anywhere, like really, and and as well, while I wasn't frontline. Like I was, yeah, I was a mechanic. Uh, say Remy, they always say with Remy, um, we're so far back. You put your washing forward. Little, uh, <laughs> and like the unit I was at, it was like really cushy. It was Army Air Corps, um, which is all the um, helicopters. They had like the um, the Gazelle, the Lynx, and then they introduced. Introduce the Apache at some point um, to it. Nice. Uh, or it, I just remember it being there. I can't. That was just as I left. So I don't know if it was um, tied to it, but I do remember seeing it. So, what years was it? Was this? This was. So I joined in ninety seven, ninety okay. seven, and then I left in two thousand, um, late two thousand and one. Right. Um, so like early ninety seven. And then late, so I did. So I did like five years. Yeah. So if you had have stayed, say till two thousand, whatever, into the late two thousands, would you have had to have gone to like Afghanistan and Iraq and that, or would it just never? Yeah, so Iraq, Iraq, Iraq kicked. September eleventh kicked off when I was yeah um, signing all my papers. Right. So I was still actively in, and then um, so my mate went to Iraq. like the uh, so we I'd got promoted. I was allowed to call me as a uh, craftsman, and they offered me a retention package to go over. Um, right. I think, if I remember correctly, it was like eight grand to sign back up, and then I would go like go over. Um, so I think yeah. they, they obviously they were deploying loads over there, but I yeah. already had my space at uni. Right, um, right. So it it wasn't compulsory; it was just an offer to go, and obviously I'd already signed off, so. I chose, chose. So would that be eight grand plus your salary? Yeah, just an eight grand, like one off payment. payment. Wow. Um, wow. They, I don't know if they do it anymore, but they used to do that at stages in your career. So it entices you to stay in. So as you're coming up to, you do like your trade training uh, as a mechanic anyway, you do all your trade training, drive training, um, or your basic and stuff. And that could take like a year and a half, two years. And then mm. you've got a three year service period um, that you have to serve after. And then yeah. at the end of that, you you're kind of looking at either like promotion or um, a, a lump payment of like five grand or whatever to 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 re-sign on basically. So you, right. you obviously they invest in you. They spend loads of money yeah. trying to pull up. Yeah, um, yeah. It, it's better for them to keep you in. Yeah, of course. Um, and so it's hard to like back then. You know, it's a lot. It's a lot of money, but even back then, it was like you, you probably. I think I was getting like I don't know, a grand a month, eleven hundred quid a month or something, and then to get a lump sum of like five, six grand. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, of course. So yeah, lots of lads do do that, and then it come, and then you do another three years, and you're on eight years, and then you get another one, and then like then you come up to your half pension at twelve years. So there's always carrots to. to yeah, keep, keep yeah. you going. 
um, which is fair enough. Like I say, it's, it, it's better than another job, so you don't get anything. Um, yeah. Mm. No, that is, that is very true. But yeah, I do recommend the the army to anyone because it's it's such a, it's a thing I've utilised it so much. Um, yeah. Once you've got it on your CV, even even now, if I was to you know, ever look for a job, um, and you've got the army on your CV, it's just really attractive to yeah employers. Um, and I used to use it all the time. That's really cool. Which is why I had so many jobs. <laughs> yeah. John John Smith in the in the chat says Cyprus is a stepping stone to war in the Middle East. All soldiers start in Cyprus before they move to the conflict. Ah, oh, right, okay, interesting. Maybe maybe it's a good thing. Yeah, so I did. I just did diver training out there. Um, yeah, in a place called Larnaca, a Larnaca Strip. Um, mm-hmm. But at that time, we were we were kind of warned the locals didn't like us at all. Out there. So really? Like, yeah, keep your keep it down that you're in the army. I don't know about now, you probably surpassed, but there's some stuff that happened with other soldiers and, and locals, which right. were very nice, like, horrible. Um, well, whether that, uh, that's rumours that I heard, whether that stuff happened or not. But, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah, they, they didn't like us at all. Uh, oh, bloody hell. Stuff. And you weren't allowed to get to, to Ayanapa. Um, not so really. At that time, like, Ayanapa was, like, pumping. Was, yeah. Like, the sea, but squaddies weren't allowed in Ayanapa. Oh wow! Um, yeah, yeah. If you did go, you had to, you had to do it covertly. Jesus, <laughs> no way! As if, man. Covert ops to Arnapa. Covert ops to Arnapa. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah but, I like uh, it's a good, brilliant place to dive. Yeah. There's a there's a sunken ship there called the Zenobia. Um, nice. And it's on its side, and it's like an old, uh, like. Oh, is it a cargo ship or an old ship that carries like cars and trucks and stuff? And it's on its yeah. side, and some of the trucks now are on chains, like dangling down. Oh, wow. So when you dive down, you can like swim for all that and you can yeah. swim inside it. And it, it's, yeah, it's unreal. Um, oh, that's sick. And we had good weather as well. So I dived that. I've dived it about seven or eight times, which is, is really good. Oh, amazing. Amazing. Um, right, I'm just going to quickly nip to the loo because I need a wee. I do apologise all the listeners and the watchers. But yeah, Lozzie, what what um what did you want to be when you were were a young Loz? <laughs> uh, when I was a young Loz. Um, when I was a young Loz. And, and I'm going to keep the headphones on so I can actually hear yeah, what you you're going to say. Actually, right? yeah. I'll take the mic with you so you can hear your piss. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I would have had the same sort of boyhood things. I wanted to be a police officer. I wanted to be um, something like a firefighter or something like that. But um, I think mostly I just wanted to be, I wanted to do something I enjoyed, but yeah, I just didn't, in high school, I just didn't find anything that I was doing there and a certain extent middle school. But to be honest, middle school, I didn't, you don't really think that much about it. But definitely mm. when you go into high school, you start to think, well, what, what am I actually going to do? Um, what am I actually... <laughs> gonna do after high school and i didn't have a clue um it's only until later on in high school i started to think well i'd like to do something in music or i'd like to do something um in like i don't know media um yeah i didn't take i didn't take music at high school so i went into college and i what i did at high school was i did uh the 
subjects I picked, which some of them are just don't know why I picked them. History, I was shite at, picked that. And <laughs> I, I was kind of, uh, my mum asked me to try and pick something like history. And it was either history yeah. or um, something. Like, what was the other humanities one they were asking me to pick? Um, geography. And I was like, I, ca- I cannot do geography. I'm good at looking at flags and recognise where they come from, like what countries they are. But other than that, I don't give a shit. So I picked history out of um, those two, and I got an E in history. Um, that was a good choice. Media studies I did take, but I got a D in it. I, I don't know why, to be honest. I thought I did pretty well in the media studies one, but obviously not. And I took PE was one of my choices and I got a C in PE which is like half of it is physical the other half is an exam um mm. and I got a C overall and then that kind of set me on the path to do to doing something PE orientated at college so I did a BTEC um diploma for um sports I can't remember what it was called now it was a sports health and exercise I can't remember yeah but it's uh, it we was, did the same yeah we did the same course um oh, is that you met on that course well, we, we met at my high school very briefly because he did... Um, two, I did work experience yeah, two there. two weeks' work experience. Uh, but and they, they weren't supposed to put me in... Because I was a year 11 at a yeah. rival school. They weren't supposed to put me in any year 11 PE classes or anything. And yeah. lo and behold, there I fucking was. That's hilarious. And, uh, and yeah. And you, I, I don't even like... I think you I helped out I, in PE, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, for, for our... Uh, year group that's where i remember you from yeah and then we played rugby and i said hello in a line out yeah and then almost started on your cousin or jack almost started on you yeah 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 no i I dump tackled him out and he got up and yeah but anyway (laughs) he um it was funny but yeah and then you and then we went to college and then it was kind of like there was two 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 reasons really one because obviously we were doing sports science well three one we were doing the same course Two, I kind of left my friend group. Yeah. After I punched someone, and um, came and joined yours because yours were a lot nicer than ours anyway, which was mental to me because growing up being at the rival school, hearing all the stories about the rough school down the road, and actually I realised they were a lot nicer people <laughs> than the people I'd been uh, been around for the last four years. But um, and then obviously. I don't know if it was you that invited me in or was it my cousin Jack with the band? So there's like those three streams that kind of... Yeah. I can't remember actually. Where I don't we know are if today. it was me or Jack. It might have been Jack. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, because but yeah, you, you didn't really... Because you were so... Pa- well, from my observation, because you were so passionate about music, like you didn't really... I didn't feel like you really wanted to go down the sports science route. No, it's not just getting on to the point, I was kind of like pigeonholed into taking something sport orientated because I'd already done PE. Um, I was there. I remember sitting there on like the induction day at um, college and I had this absolute, honestly, from day one, he was a prick to the last day of college. He was an absolute arsehole to me. Um, and he was trying to make me read. Who was it? Uh, oh, I don't know if I'll say his name, but he was he was a head of um, a department. Um, it yeah. weren't it weren't um, any of the teachers that I ever had. It right, I know what you teachers, mean. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. But he was head of a department, <laughs> and he was sat there on day one, 
he was saying you've got to redo science because I got I got a C in core science and then a D in additional science. And he saw the D in additional science and went, "Now you got to do science again because you got D." Um, I was like, "That's in additional science though." He went, "No, it's, in, it's just in science, it's in core science." I was like, "Well, I know I got a C in core science, so I don't have to do science again. That just doesn't make any sense." Um, anyway, he went to like backwards and forwards on that. He then later agreed. I didn't have to do science again. But I kind of set the tone for the entire induction day. He was like just saying, well, you've got to see you're doing PE. You've done PE here. You've got to see in that. Uh, well, we do uh, BTEC sport, a BTEC diploma in sport. Maybe you should yeah. do that. And I was like thinking, I don't really know what else I should do. So I just did it. Um, yeah. It was an enjoyable course. Like it, you know, only because of the people yeah. in it, really. I, don't, I think yeah, the yeah, subject sure. matters were pretty shite um and some of the coursework like how it was formulated was a bit shit but the the court yeah. the, the actual classes were brilliant and the people in it were quality as well and the teachers like the vast majority of the teachers were good um, and i experienced there but that kind of pigeonholed me like i said into that and i did discover the passion for music a bit late to do the gcse obviously in high school because I was mm. in a band in high school, but by that time it was probably like year halfway through year ten, year eleven. That's uh, too late. But I could have done something outside of like in college and go back and do um, GCSE music and do something like that. But I, I don't know. I just I don't know why I never did. To be honest, um, I thought I kind of maybe thought a little bit too much about like um, it kind of taking away from my passion in music because you often see that sometimes like someone studies something and they don't like it as much because it's become more of uh, like an exercise rather than, I don't know, just going and playing in a band or something like we did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's obviously still an option, but yeah, I was pigeonholed into the kind of sports exercise sort of thing. Uh, I came out with a diploma. Um, I got like a, a pass. I didn't get a merit or distinction, which obviously I can't really do much with, but yeah. <laughs> Uh, back when I was a kid, I had the same thing as well, everyone. I think police officer, fireman, that sort of thing. Uh, but yeah, I got the same thing as you. I didn't get my ped nicked, but I didn't. I kind of fell out of the idea of being a police officer just based on the level of care the police showed me. So I was like, oh, fuck that. I'm not going to do that for a living. Fuck that off. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, here I am now uh, selling mobility scooters. <laughs> uh, that's, that's that's what I'm done. There you go. That's it. Yeah, it's interesting. But then, like things like music and that, and art, etc. I understand if, like, if you need to learn the, um, like, what's the word? Like, the, not the, you know, the knowledge behind it. But ultimately, I feel like, you know, for example, what I do, I don't have any form of qualification yeah. in media mm. at all. And yet there'll be people coming out of university with media degrees that won't be in the position that in a year's time wouldn't be in the position that I'm in, you know. So yeah. I think so in, in the creative arts, I think sometimes you can just depending on what you want to, you know, if you want to be a, you know, a, I'm no music technician, then obviously you need that. But if it's just a case of, you know, just being creative, I don't, I don't see why that is gated behind education. Do you know no, what I mean? You, you probably don't need that just to 
if you're just going to be wholly creative, then you don't you don't need that. Um, it's just if you did want to do anything like you say, like yeah, a sound engineer, anything like music producer, you probably need to know a lot about um, sort of obviously the software you use and that sort of stuff. Which again, you can teach yourself. There's probably YouTube videos that take you through. Um, yeah. things but you won't be, you won't necessarily be able to apply for a, an official position if you haven't got like a certain certificate which yeah. is it's 99% of what jobs want is oh well yeah. you went to this place and you got that certificate so yeah you're right for this job but in actual practice you might be absolutely shit but as long as you've got <laughs> that certificate yeah. you're right uh, but yeah that's just the way it is unfortunately but yeah yeah jobs eh? uh, yeah very very strange so what's what what sort of where do you want to go after this loss i'd love to do i'd love to do something like music um i take big inspiration from bo burnham um who i think is amazing just because he is a artist and a comedian who like have amalgamated together and Mm. created something brilliant in uh, I think it was was it 2020 or 2021 that Inside came out yeah that was on 2020 Netflix. I think yeah. that was through lockdown wasn't it yeah it was, it was brilliant it was just amazing um, he's made the music smashed in the comedy element and has got like the tones spot on like for stuff like mm. these commentary on stuff is brilliant so yeah I'd love to be able to do something like that or even just create some of the music type of music that he does which is why uh i have in the last few months i've bought like a a midi keyboard and i'm trying to learn how to use that um just not messing around with stuff i think the first step i'm going to do is what i was trying to do for um some of the clips i made last week off last week's episode was try and put my own music behind the clips instead of relying on the audio on the audio um thing that youtube provides or epidemic yeah. sound because you can get it from yeah. there. But yeah, so that's like the first step, and then I want to try and make my own music and maybe add some comedy element like Bo Burnham does. So he's a big inspiration. I think he's a brilliant artist and he's a brilliant comedian, even without any of the music stuff. So yeah, nice. that's that's what I'm going to try and do. That's what I want to do. Um, yeah, and we'll see how see how it goes. Obviously, I want to continue the podcasts because I love doing the yeah, podcast. Yeah. I love speaking to you too. So yeah, awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Dan, do you have any other jobs in the archive? Oh, mate, that's, uh, I wrote a few down off my head that, uh, just before we come in. Um, so the I've talked about the ones in Australia, I think. Mm-hmm. I've yeah. Um, I mentioned before about my uni ones. I haven't really talked about those ones. Um, yeah. Again, some some are just like standards. Um, but so this, so my strategy at uni was this: it was like, well, I'm at uni. Um, it doesn't matter what jobs I do because none of them are going on my CV anyway. So, yeah. I, like that core bit of my CV is fine. It, no one's gonna. So I was like, I'm gonna do loads of different jobs and just see what I enjoy. Uh, and yeah. if it's cool, like if I'm I needed money as well because I was funding uni myself. Um, but I was like, again, because I had that army background and I went to uni, it was just so easy for me to get a job. 
yeah because um, yeah. i had I had five years experience in the military so like it at that time i could get a job through like um recruitment agencies um and i just some jobs i do for like two weeks and just bin them off um mm-hmm. you know if it was like sales or insurance um cold calling i worked for the train company on your little zapper um so you know you phone up and you're like what station please so yeah. like that it's probably it's all changed now it's gone i guess it's all gone automatic but yeah. back in the day you'd phone up and um you've got pre-recorded what station please so they say their station and then you go what where are you traveling to and then they would say it so those are pre-recorded and then you would work out the time and then start speaking to them um <laughs> but i i worked there i'd worked there about two weeks and i was like and it was just constant constant it was like my the time just took forever to get through and i was yeah. like gonna leave and i was like right let's see how long i can um just keep someone on the phone like and that answer so it'd be like station please what station two and then i add my my um earpiece in my hand and i would unclip it so for them it would just be silent and they would be on the phone and most of them would just hang up um <laughs> Some people would stand there for like five minutes, and I'll oh at some point. Um, but I just wait. Hey, I got away with that for about a week, um, <laughs> and then obviously they, they called me into the office and they're like, <laughs> "We've listened because they had to listen to all your calls, like do spot checks and that." Like, you're not on them. <laughs> I was like. Really? I like, there must be something up. And I was like, oh, I'll go and check my thing. And I will send the guy down. And then I just left. Oh. <laughs> you just walked out. <laughs> walked out yeah. Yeah, walked Did you out get paid for that week? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, wow. there's a few, few jobs That's in that. Amazing. Like, really bad, to be honest. But again, I did okay, you know, like, just go in and like, do two days and like, nah, I'm really, um, like, awful. But people do i've had people do it to me like my company and stuff um there was one place i went to it, it was like a bt center and it I went in and we did like a day's training and it was like you had to read this stuff you had to find people and it was like you had to it's called verbatim and i didn't know what verbatim meant at the time but it right. was like it had these scripts and you had to you couldn't deviate at all no yeah and i would always try and like even yeah. if like, you know it is, I'll be like it's, and he'd be like, oh. no, that's a point, and you get a certain <laughs> amount of points off. It's like you what have to fuck? verbatim, and it's like that's because it's in. They had a contract, and you had to, and it was so robotic. And I phoned people up, and it was. I did about two or three days, and I was like, it was so weird. It's really, really old building. Um, but it was like going. I felt it was like going back to like the fifties or sixties. Um, bar bar work was cool. I did a lot of bar work, and that. That's bar work cool. is cool. That's useful. Get that's rid of the cleaning. Bar work's cool. Yeah, that suits the uni life as well. And that's a good one. It was a good skill to use because I used it like traveling. And then also, well, I've been transient as well in other places. If you go to a new place, generally, I don't know about now, but you could always get bar work fairly easy, especially if you've got property as experience. And yeah. it's, a good, it's a good job to slot into because <laughs> you've got your days free to try out other jobs as well um because i always think like sometimes you do a job in the past like people just like okay this is the the, yeah i've got a job and you know brilliant you've got a job happy to have a job but you've got to try it out yourself and see whether you Mm -hmm. like it as well yeah 
sometimes you just get stuck into it. Um, so yeah, I've tried, I've done like recruitment. I've worked uh, I was at a state agent for like two weeks once. That was nice. Yeah, Still out. That was in like Villa Ricky. Um, <laughs> which no. it was really random actually. That I went through this company and they like specialised in estate agencies. And so they got them like local to where I live. And then I went around a couple and I didn't know Billericay. Billericay's in Essex and it's, I don't know why I went there. It's a, it's a weird place. At the time, I don't know now, but again, it was like proper rundown. And uh, so I rocked up to this estate agent and he's like, you're just like on the phone calling. Um, so yeah. I'm calling all these like landlords, not having a clue about anything really. I didn't even, I knew nothing at all. And I, and I yeah. set up these, and I've, I've got a real nice house for you. And I didn't really know the prices or anything and what I thought about it. And I go and meet. Yeah, it, was just, it, was, it was bizarre at the time. Um, and I was just a kid, really, as well, like 20, 20 year old kid. Um, so, yeah, that, that one didn't last long. Um, what else did I do? Trying to, like I say, a lot of them were just generally office based because they're easy. Yeah. yeah. Um, I blagged a job for Green Flag. Yeah, she yeah. told us about that yeah, one. About that one. Um, yeah. Funny. But I say, I used to blag a lot of jobs in Australia. Um, yeah. See, that blows my mind because, like, when you employ, not employ someone, when you call someone to do a job for you, you just assume, like, this guy is, you know, or this woman is obviously, like, they, they're competent, they all know what they're doing, etc. Yeah. But you can either have someone that's blagged it or someone that is just so new and actually is a little bit out of their depth and like, yeah, yeah. To even think about that is 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 fucking crazy but green flag like i was a mechanic in the army but you're not you're a fitter so you basically take bits off and you put them back you like the old school guys used to probably strip stuff down but like all the uh, and it, there's different levels and it depends where you base but like most of the stuff if it's a job over like two hours or three hours or something you'd send it away when yeah. I was in, so like we never done anything like massively intricate. Like the best thing you you do is like a clutch maybe on an old, um, like an old Bedford, and that was about it. it was about as, as much um, as I got into like doing mechanics. But um, at the green flag, so they they phoned me up, and uh, so I had my phone on me. It's Google, and so like they're gonna ask you a load of questions about mechanics and i was like, okay and I, I don't know like i know some basic stuff but like yeah you start asking me anything technical i've got no so there and all, there was five questions and i didn't know the answers to any of them and i literally as she was talking i like telling me the question i googled it and then i tried to put her off a little bit i was like okay i'd, say, I'd repeat something back to her that she said and I'd, I'd pretend i was going for it in my head and then i was waiting for like google to load and pressing it and then i would read that and she went yeah cool and like tick it all and i got five out of five um through google uh so then i went down to my training and it was like um it's like 10 days or two weeks training and like there wasn't much practical which was weird there's a few bits like you had to learn how to use your truck and get all the stuff out which was fairly easy because everyone was in the same boat so all had to use do the same um yeah and there's another guy who another guy who's a proper old school mechanic and i kind of made friends with him uh so anything i got stuck on he would be like oh dude this is this and then i there's some stuff i knew just when you were doing like basic 
like um there's like maths questions you had to do different things and i would help him so we had a bit of a relationship so i got through that and then um and when i used to go out to cars initially so i got my truck and i was shit myself because like what when i rock up to a car like they've got a problem like how am i gonna fix it i still knew like exactly the same which is zero about about cars so like yeah. you you think when you get a guy an ai will bring that you they come yeah they just know everything so I was getting live jobs called out. My first job was um, a tire replacement, a, a stuck wheel, and it took me ages, and I sorted it out. And then after that, and you get about five jobs, six jobs a day, um, <laughs> and like, I'd get to someone, it's like non-starter, and I'd go under the car, and I'd literally get my phone out and Google, and I'd be like, <laughs> put the make of the car in. And uh, I remember, and so most of them is battery-related, yeah like loads of them are just batteries you take the battery off um not all of them not in the newer cars because you don't want to it's a bit more technical but most of them you could take the battery off clean it up put it back on it'll start a few of them was like lost keys i think that's my door oh it's yours or is it yeah um, I was, I was... and then like there's a cut my mate uh had a mate you would like link up with and i was like i got his car stuck it's like he's like yeah like hit the um just whack the start motor um and I couldn't find the, the start motor, so I was just like, I just started hitting everything that looked like it, <laughs> and it worked. So every time I went to that, I think it was like six months, I'd just be like hitting all the stuff. I did change one start motor over um, on there, but yeah, it was it was weird. Uh, I, I lagged it for a couple of weeks, um, and then, then I had another job. I like, know then I got printer. And they got delivered, so yeah, I just started doing that. Oh, okay. oh right. Yeah, luckily. Um, but I think I could have kept lagging that because it's like you, you've got it's a weird thing because, um, like I said, when someone comes out to help you, you assume they know everything. So they don't know what you don't know. So if I like take, I had a little machine and I there's like always in cars, there's like a hidden um, place to plug this little machine in. It just gives you some analytics, and I never really knew what it did, but I would do that if everyone was like stuck. I'd be like, fuck. And so they'd be looking at me going, Oh, well, he's fucking doing something clever. Like, they don't know where I don't know what it's called, but I used to do that as a, and I'll be pretend I was checking something. And then oh, they'd be like, Oh, he's another, like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's fucking mad. Yeah, yeah, everything's good. And uh, that just instilled a confidence in them. Um, and most of some stuff I fixed, like, I don't know how I did it. And it, like, I'll get it through Google and I've managed to fix it. And they're like, oh, well done. Like, my, my record there for two weeks is actually quite good. Um, so then when I left, they were like, really didn't want me to go. That's like, fucking crazy. <laughs> That's cool, um, you know. Yeah, luckily, nothing, um, anything too big, you just put it on, you call out the big trailer and they come. Yeah. And uh, I did have one come back and they're like, why did you put that? Because it costs them a lot of money to put it on the trailer. Um, like, why did you call that? You could have just done this. And I was like, oh, yeah, I thought there's something else wrong with it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's funny. It's funny. It's a funny little job. You get to meet people and it's like, yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. But yeah, all right job, like I say, it, you know, I don't think I could do it forever, but it was, um, it was it's quite nice because people are relieved when you get there. So yeah. It's one of the jobs where they're like, they're quite thankful for you. And you can, yeah. like, if an old lady's, like, locked her keys in the car, or there's, like, sometimes they've, had, like, they've got a kid in the car, um, and then you got to try and 
break into the car for them. So I know how to break into a certain amount of cars now, pretty easy. Um, <laughs> newer cars, but like you get a pack um, to get through the side of the door and the window, and you can like lever it in, and then and that's quite that's quite a buzz actually when you um, when you get into the car, and then you can pull like pull the handle to open it up. Obviously, the keys are in the car usually, so. Um, yeah, you wouldn't be able to. Yeah, like, it's a nick if you need the immobilizer and stuff. But yeah, it's quite quite interesting. No, no, easy is to just get in a car. Um, yeah, yeah, it's actually really easy to just get a little lever in and just pull the lock and open the door. Mm. So never leave anything valuable in your car. That's it. Um, John Smith has just asked me to ask. I'll tell you this. I'll put it on the screen. MT soldiers had it buckshot. I don't know what that is regarding to. He just oh, maintenance. maintenance. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she's like easy. Um, yeah, he just he said, "Say that to Dan. He will appreciate the banner." Yeah, yeah, MT. Yeah, that's like as a like with Remy. I was a BMEC, which is um, you just work on the like the lower class vehicles, like the Land Rovers and the DAFs and that sort of stuff. So, and then you get. An AMEC, which is tanks and stuff, but that's what I did with the American Army. So what? Uh, like, that right. was funny. I mean, I, I rocked up to Germany, um, and I never worked on a tank or anything before, and it, that was like a total blag as well. Um, Fucking hell! On a tank, just, on a tank, mate. Yeah, you're just driving these tanks around, um, and you got all the manuals and stuff. And like once you've been there a couple of weeks, it's absolutely fine. But it's funny because you just. Uh, you're just out there. But there's their their mechanics are so weird in America. They get like so in the army, British Army, like you're a mechanic for a bunch of vehicles. Like you be mech, you you work on like all the everything that's not uh, basically like hard military like tanks, etc. Yeah. And AMX do that. But in the American Army, and again this might have changed, but like that they'd have an old oh, like there'd be like per units so like you'd have someone who worked on like an alternator or like specialists would be like all all the lights or they just broke it all down into loads of different uh, right. components you know if that's because their army is so big that they can do that they so i like, would be like oh yeah we'll work on anything yeah and he's like what don't you need a, a like, an ex mechanic to do that like, no we'll just do the whole lot we should change it whatever no they'd have different people <laughs> for different jobs like they'd have loads of people working on a tank whereas we just work on it all in one go yeah um so yeah the tank it's a good little job but they're dangerous as well because they're heavy everything's heavy on them um mm. you can lose like <laughs> if something comes down on your your head or your arm like you're gonna know about it <laughs> you have to when you're stripping the packs out you have to take all the bits off with um with the crane and stuff and yeah like it's just everything's clunky and heavy. Like if anything, if you uh, drop anything or it lands on you, like you're gonna get hurt. Well, fuck. Yeah. But it's good. It's good. It's interesting. Yeah. I can't. Well, what I've learned from from Dan is basically, if you want a job, blag it. Then, yeah, you know, yeah. You'll get in the job, and then somehow you'll be probably the one of the better workers in that job because you blagged it, and that's that's what you gotta do. That's yeah, what I guess unless you're a brain surgeon or something. Um, yeah. Because most jobs anyway, you, you you pick up as you go anyway, don't you? Um, you just got to get your foot in the door. Okay? Yeah, that's true. 
once yeah, you show yeah. something a few times, as a human, if you keep, if you show something a few times, we can generally figure it out. Yeah. yeah. Do you think if you'd never have left Green Flag that you'd actually be a competent thingy by now? Oh yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. no disrespect to them, but um, like if that was my main job and focus, like if you googling stuff every day, like yeah. you know, I'd Google stuff once or twice, and then I'd be like, okay, now I know that on that car. And it's like you pick up all the, even over the two weeks, I learned a lot of little tricks of like yeah. non-starters, which are which I didn't know before. Um, yeah, m- m- again, most of it just factory related. Um, and then you, you, you probably get like five out of ten, which was batteries. Then the other couple would be like um, like stuck tires or lost keys or random mm-hmm. little, and then you get some funny stuff. Um, yeah, and it, and then you get the odd ones that you just the 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 three jobs say that you you probably couldn't do, and you gradually get better at those. Um, yeah. So yeah. day to day stuff you pick up fairly fairly quick, and you've got like a load of stuff. You got all your kit on on your um, on your back of your truck. So like that, say as a mechanic in the army, like say you don't really you you get good at just quick fixing stuff um to get it back to like base or whatever so you like you always you know you just got look you got all your tools and your bits of kit like okay i'll connect that to that i'll put this on i'll fix that and like that'll get it back and then we can change the part um so i was always good at doing that i was always pretty good at like getting something going um yeah that's what you can do like green like get something fixed to get it back and then that like, get it sorted out yeah yeah interesting yeah well just before we go, I'll just uh, allude to the point, everyone. We got 20% off the new M, so <laughs> go and check them out. Just give them another plug, do you know what I mean? None of their products got any THC, or if they do, they're very, very low amount of THC. So you won't get higher fit. So yeah, they've got good health benefits as well. So go check them out. Get 20% off with the code ATMA20. Thank you for both of you giving some of your experiences dan obviously with the thousands of jobs that you have experience in and obviously successful drug mule um jordan thank you yeah. thanks for sharing successful well uh, successful. i mean but they got, got there in the end that's it from a to b and back to a uh, delivery guarantee not the same day yeah. but you know what i mean ganjaroo should have been should have been what yeah. a, what a business that would be i want that you know just quickly not uh, just because of delivery room I'll never forget, and I still feel bad to this day. I used to hang around. Oh, I, I still see my cousin, but I used to hang around with my cousin quite a bit. And he had this mate, and he was, you know, he was a cool guy. He was a bit of a down and out, you know. Uh, I think he's a chef now. Um, but anyway, he, we were just getting a McDonald's. We were like 17, 18, whatever. I think this guy was like 22. And uh, we were just getting a McDonald's, right, in the car, driving around like you do when you're that kind of age, right? And he said, he literally pitched the idea of Uber Eats and Deliveroo. And we yeah. were like, mate, who the fuck would pay an extra three quid for a McDonald's meal? That's a stupid idea. And we shot the guy down. <laughs> and he literally pitched uh, 10 years ago yeah. Yeah. the idea of Uber Eats, Just Eat, Deliveroo. And I, I can't believe Like, I hope he doesn't hold grudges because fucking hell. Not that he, you know, I don't think you would have had the infrastructure to pull it off, but you never know. <laughs> Yeah, 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 10 years ago, he literally was just in the car and just pitched the idea. And we were like, that is fucking stupid. <laughs> I've never been in, uh, I think Kuala Lumpur, 
Sure was. And that you could get McDonald's delivered there. Yeah. This was like when I was backpacking, so that's like 20 years ago. Um, they did, and I, was, I, I guess because their transport system was cheap or whatever, you know, you know, people would do that for three quid. Um, yeah. And I remember just thinking, I remember thinking then, like, yeah, I wonder why they don't why do, they that delivery. do that delivery. Yeah. Yeah. Because right. now, once it's there, now it's here. It's never going to go. It's no, yeah, no of it's, course not. Um, Absolutely, and it's also like it's it, it's also now like unless you do want to go get it yourself, it's just sort of like in your mind, you know, the extra fee and the delivery so that is just the price of your takeaway. It's just yeah, it is, yeah, what it yeah. is, you know. It's sort of like yeah. just it's normal now. Yeah. yeah, I suppose the booming apps and yeah, the, the stuff on your phone really made it yeah, um, yeah. massively like quick and easy because that when something's quick and easy, you don't mind paying money for it, do you? Yeah. Although no. you say quick and easy, mate, I had an absolute mare oh. Friday night. I think I thought uh, I'll, I'm going to get KFC on Deliveroo. This KFC, I was watching the football, which is why I didn't go out. This KFC is in a car with no traffic. Fucking hell. A minute down the road. <laughs> right. I wouldn't even say that. I, I well, Yeah, not even that. I had I had three drivers cancel on me. What? And I was sat there an hour and a half later with no food. In fact, I think it was a Thursday because it was like it basically it was it was like a two two chicken burger, two fries for eight quid meal thing they do on a certain day. And three drivers got to KFC, cancelled, and then I was still sat there seething an hour and a half later, just like, oh my fucking god, man! I was. I thought it would be funny to do a video of um. Of ordering, like if it's it's a minute away, like ordering something like that, and then just flying a drone. Uh, yeah, well, and then just <laughs> tracking him. Yeah, like, that's the that's the worst thing, right? Is like I know that obviously they've got more than one person to deliver to, but that's what that it does piss me off a little bit when you look at the app and it's you can see their car and they're like they should be going to get your food. Instead, they're fucking off to the other side of the city to do a delivery, and it's like hang yeah. on a minute. Like, yeah. don't take the order if you're going to the other side of the city first. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. So they're great, but they're also awful at the same time, those apps. That's it. I mean, yeah. I think, I don't know if it's Uber Eats. I think it might be Uber Eats that allows you to get priority. Like, they, you yes, have to pay you extra get to get priority, which is just absolute shite. But there we go. Yeah. Yeah, is it Uber Eats and you can send it to, like, like budgins or whatever, or like yeah, you know, get yeah, so you just go to corner like, shops and stuff. A Mars bar and a packet of crisps. Yeah, I think yeah, all of them do that now. To be honest, do they? Yeah, it's bad. Yeah, like, that is be... insane, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you literally cannot. You, you could easily just not leave your house. Yeah, absolutely. You don't need to. It's like I think Postmates in um in in America they do that. They literally anything you they'll they'll go and get it for you. Yeah. Madness. That is crazy. But yeah. Um, Callum Davies just put, will this be posted after I'll watch it on my lunch break? Yes, it will, Callum. Yeah. It will be up after this. Straight away. So you can watch it whenever you want. Make your lunch break go a little bit faster, maybe. Or maybe a bit slower because you don't want your lunch break to go. Yeah, you want your lunch break slow and your shift fast. I think. Yeah. That's what you want. Uh, yeah. yeah. Thank you uh, for joining us today. These job ones are always interesting and they're always heavily requested. So this yeah. is 
I think it's the third one. I've put part three in the title. I think I'm pretty sure okay. it's the third one. Yeah, I think one. it is. I think you're right. Yeah. 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 Um, so, yeah. Thanks cool. for sharing your stories. Thanks for your questions and uh, comments. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you in the next one. Up the Atma. See you later. Unless Lozzie gets blown up. See ya. Uh. <laughs>